Chavez, Joe. Staring at each other with accusing eyes, keep our voices low. Well, that didn't work. And we are live. Mike, how do you feel about that? Oh, God. Hey, guys. I should have set the over 18 and above thing for the podcast to make sure nobody under 18 watched this, but you know what? It's too late for that. It's too late for that. F it. Fuck commerce. <sighs> well, I think this is the all-night-long wrestling podcast. Am I wrong? It's about to be an hour and 50 minutes of Mike giving everybody the finger. Nice. Ratings. And it worked for Russo. It'll work for me. <laughs> classic Russo. Speaking of classic booking, I just watched uh, Trish versus Mickey James at WrestleMania. Joe, you remember that one? I do. Is that when she fingers her in the middle of the match? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What went wrong? Are we still live? That was, a, that was a real spit take, Joe. That was a real, <laughs> real life. That's, that's the right match, though, right? That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, then she does the whole, like, going down and you single. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, I'm just going to ask, why were you watching that match? Uh, so, don't be distracted as I comb my glorious beard. <clears throat> um, I saw, like, one of those lists on Facebook. It was, like, top. 10 Divas WWE wants you to forget or some shit, and she was, uh, Mickey James was like number three. Oh. It's not because Batista posted naked pictures of her gray vagina all over. It wasn't because of that. Well, alright. Alright. Was she in, um, wasn't she in Penthouse, or am I, am I thinking of something different? I think she was in, like, some kind of weird foot fetish magazine. Oh, okay. I was just, if I knew the name of it, I would pimp it out, but I don't know. <laughs> I think any sort of magazine porn is a little extra facto. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I mean, uh... It's fine. Playboy doesn't even do naked anymore, so... Oh. Wait, hold on, so... Let me just move this. There we go. Anyway, who are we? Where are we? <laughs> Brian, what are you watching on your Roku that's more important than this show right now? Um... Truth be told, I'm on the Indie Wrestling Network. There's a, let's see, we have American Indie, Canadian Indie, British Indie, European, Australian, Singapore, and Brazilian Indie Wrestling I can watch right now. Cool, I'm stuck watching that shit on the USA Network. Tight. By the way, to answer your question earlier, Mike, where are we? It's The answer is the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. Oh. Look, I, I just found Molly Ringwald's career. <laughs> hey, Mr. Drummond's here. Okay. Um, Mr. Drummond, nice. Well, I feel like this is probably the time in the show where we should start talking about um, pro wrestling. You know, we, I mean, we can do. On, we could also look at my traps. I mean, if we could spend a couple of minutes on the formation of the left as opposed to the right, it's uh, maybe it's the wide angles making me look good, but. God. <laughs> The only thing I feel like it's going to be um, unfair to the people that are only listening to the audio that won't be able to see the traps. So maybe we should, you know, direct them to our uh, Facebook page, and uh, that way they can see, you know, visually the, the traps and uh, everything else that comes along with it. It's a good idea, Joe. Uh, you can find us at YouTube on the All Night Long Wrestling Facebook uh, YouTube page. 
and on Facebook at All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, and on Twitter at All Night Long WP, and on Instagram at All Night Long WP. Did I get them all? I think you got them all. And now we're uh, now we're over there flicking the pod beam. What's that one? Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. A little weathered. Um. So <laughs> you're like Mickey James if it's never mind. Yeah. Full circle. Um. It so you wasn't know Joe. It was like it was like a, it was like an oddly shaped peanut M M&M. and M. It's a rhombus. Oh my god. Anyway. Parallelogram. So one of we... Brian. Brian. Okay. Brian. The shaking of the head. Audio bad business. <laughs> well, I feel like just my silence is just a shaking of the head. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just thinking, I think when you shake your head, it hits a microphone. I don't give two rats' asses. Two, two asses of rats. Okay. Um, so, Mike, did you, you watched the Ring of Honor 14th anniversary show last Friday. Um, yep, I did. I, should. I, didn't, I didn't get to see it, but I, could, I can, we, obviously, Brian and I could comment on the, the booking choices and stuff, but do you want to maybe just give... I don't know, you don't have to do a full recap, obviously, but just your thoughts on the show overall and some of the matches that you thought were good and not good for the listeners. Yeah. Um, I watched the Spice Network instead of watching the BJ Whitmer match. Mm. So there was that. Uh, I also... No, nah, I mean, the show kicked off... I, I don't know if the, if the matches were slow or if the crowd was just so putrid, dreadful, horrid abomination of a crowd that it made the match, the opening match seem slow. But, I mean, rather Strong versus Ishii versus Bobby Fish was a... It, wasn't, it was okay. I mean, I love all three guys in the match, obviously. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of all three, and I just didn't... I didn't like the placement. A, I understood why they did it, as you mentioned, Joe, because they have... Um, they had another triple threat title match, but I just... I, Ishii's style is we, we really don't know how it's going to get over in America mm-hmm. for the casual fan um, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong have a fast therapy style and they could have a good match I ju- it just seemed like a curious choice to open the show with especially not knowing how the crowd was going to be and unfortunately they were you know like they were um, interesting that Ishii got the pin on Roddy uh, I guess they're going with the whole uh, Ishii said at um, the I forget the name of the last New Japan show um, after that he beat Roddy for the title he's uh, rising honor rising honor rising mm-hmm. he said uh, he could take on anybody in Ring of Honor so I'm, I'm sure that's going to lead to a segment down the line but I didn't expect Bobby Fish to win I wanted him to it seemed like before Ishii was in the match, they were building to a Bobby Fish title one, but the Ishii winning of the title was just—it was strange. I, I didn't see it coming, um, and uh, I don't know. I, think, I don't think many people did. But how, how'd you? I know you guys didn't see it, but how'd you feel about the booking of the match? Yeah, I thought it was weird too. Um, you know, I kind of liked how they were building up to the rematch of Strong and Fish one-on-one, you know, from the final battle uh, situation they had with, like, Roddy tapping out, but the referee didn't see it, and then a lot of business, and Fish kind of running them down in promos leading up to it. So I was kind of actually really looking forward to that match. 
Yeah, I mean, I also liked how Fish followed him to the autograph signing <laughs> as before one of the Ring of Honor shows, and they posted that online. I think that's really cool how they implement the uh, social media that way. Yeah, so I like that, and uh, I don't know. I wasn't expecting them to kind of uh, turn Rod Roddy heel, which is I guess what they had, what they did, or what they were doing. Um, and then like the you know the Ishii win was kind of out of nowhere, at least for me. And not that I have nothing against him personally as a wrestler. I just thought it was. Um, uh, late timing, considering they had taped all the TV shows leading up to the pay-per-view with Strong and Fish, and then like the week before they inserted Ishii into the match, so um, that was a little bit off to me. And then like yeah, the, I think the match was what maybe like eight or nine minutes long. The match was nine minutes and like five seconds or something ridiculous. Oh yeah, so I mean you would think like just standard Ring of Honor that it would be longer than nine minutes with those three guys in the ring too. Um, that was a big issue I had with the whole the whole pay-per-view was the timing of the matches. You're gonna get BJ Whitmer and Adam Page more than the, those three. It didn't make sense. That, that, I believe that was the next match was the Whitmer and Page. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't watch that. I, you know, it's BJ Whitmer. Aside from him power bombing Jimmy Jacobs into the crowd. I'm not interested. Uh, after that, Joe, I, mean, I can't really think any other matches on the card. Uh, I don't want to go in order because it would take forever, but um, I did enjoy the Moose and Okada match. Mm-hmm. Um, Moose is good, and Okada can, you know, he can work. He work. He gets good matches out of Bedlock Fale, so you know he's going to get a good match out of Moose. Um, I would say the, the card started turning around after the... Tanahashi and Elgin match. That was another really good match. Um, Tanahashi and Elgin uh, defeated the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's keeping score, New Japan went undefeated. Excuse me. They went undefeated all night, which is, uh, it seems like a lot of people think it's a lot of give from Ring of Honor and take from New Japan and this whole talent exchange. But um, the high point of the, of the card for everybody was the elite, the Bullet Club, Kenny Buck, Kenny. Kenny Bucks, wow. Um, Kenny Omega and the Bucks versus ACH, Matt Seidel, and um, ACH, Matt Seidel, and who? That's funny. I was trying to think of that before. I couldn't remember if that was. Is it a New Japan guy? Kushida. Kushida, there you go. Thank you. Um, that was, I think, you know, the Bucks and Kenny Omega have a better... I don't want to say better, maybe not a better chemistry, but an equal amount of chemistry to AJ and the Bucks. And um, following those three guys is really, really hard to do. And that match was just spot after spot after spot after spot. And then to go from such a high-paced match like that to a War Machine-style match, which is more plotting, more power moves, I think it was just a bad choice of the card. Although I liked the War Machine match. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was uh, done well. They did what they had to do. They got the win. And... um, it was just, I think I, the clock struck like 11.05, the pay-per-view was over 12 p.m. Eastern, 11.05, and the War Machine match wasn't even starting yet. Mm-hmm. And you had War mm-hmm. Machine versus um, the All-Night Express, and then you had the Triple Threat main event. So I, I was really curious booking. I think maybe they tried to fit too much into the card, and you they could have put Whitmer versus Page on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other? I'm missing a match. It was Whitmer, Page. The Priscos. No, nah, yeah, the uh, Briscoes versus Elgin Tanahashi we talked about. Um, where was um, where did Goto fit on this card? Oh, Goto versus Dalton Castle. That's what it was. Yep. Um, yeah, Goto versus Dalton Castle. It was a good match. I had nothing against it, but the crowd was so dead the entire time. Um, 
up until really, I would say the up until maybe the Tanahashi matches when they came alive because they they popped really hard for Tanahashi. But um, I mean the the main event. I think we, I still think the main event was the best match on the card. It told more of a story than it was just the tradition, not the traditional, but the the spot fest that was Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Um, I thought it was. It, you had three guys, you know, three guys in the ring who I, they they've worked well with each other before, and they've worked well with everybody really. And to have all three of them, it wasn't just like two guys wrestling in the ring. One guy waits on the outside and catches his breath. There was a lot of you know three person stuff um, going on. There was there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of dull moments. And then the finish was awesome. Kyle O'Reilly had Adam Cole in the uh, rear naked choke. And as Adam Cole shocked him off, Jay Lethal hit a double lethal injection for the win. So it just doesn't make the booking the entire night seem to be questionable. Um, I, where where do Adam Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly go from here, Joe? What do you do? I don't know. Uh, I think it's really for any of those guys. I don't know like what the next feud is, you know, like, so for even just for Lethal, right, if we just look at the, the title, who would be his next challenger f- as, as far as, like, somebody on the babyface side? Right now, we read some spoilers from the TV taping that happened the night after, and yeah. they're, they're setting so up that, Tom and Jack, right, as, like, an interim thing, which... It's probably uh, eerily similar to how they threw in Kenny King, well, Kenny King, Wow, what's wrong with me? They threw in Kane last year. Uh, who who did Kane? It was the main event picture against Seth Rollins. Yeah. yeah, you knew he wasn't going to win it, but it was just an interim guy to, to keep it going. Um, you know, that's what I was thinking. Like you have guys like Kenny King and Red Titus. You have the All Night Express that really don't have much to do now. You have the Briscoes that just lost again. They don't have much to do. Um, I don't know. War Machine. They did bring back the Motor City Machine Guns, which I liked. So you have a great. Excuse me, we have a great tag division, but it just, I just, I don't know, there's a lot of guys that don't have, like, what, 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 if you're Jay Briscoe, what do you do if you're Jay Briscoe? You were main eventing undefeated for three years, and now you're, you know, in tag team mid-card obscurity? What happens now? And he never got his rematch. True. Good call. Which is weird, because they just never mentioned it, but I guess they will eventually. I would hope. Well, I don't know if, I don't know if Ring of Honor has a rematch clause like Roe does. That's true. You would think a guy who, like you said, didn't lose for three years, the first time he lost, he'd get a shot of his belt, but who knows? I would also think the main event gets more than 15 minutes, but I don't know, Brian. I didn't book it. We're not doctors. Yeah, so I think just based off of like what you, your feedback and like some of the recaps I read the next day, it sounded like it was largely viewed as a somewhat disappointing show. Not like a bad show, but just kind of disappointing in some senses, maybe for some of the things that you mentioned, you know, the the, the TV title triple threat and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, that's sort of the feedback that I had received. Would you guys agree with that? Um, I would say it was barely average. Um, the main event, you have two four-star matches on the card, so I, I wouldn't, I can't call that in good conscience a disappointment. But I will say it was av- uh, lackluster, maybe, because, I mean, those matches really held up. And the other matches would have been better. They really suffered from the crowd. But then I think it could have been the placement of the matches, too. So they really didn't do themselves any favors. You know, I think it 
you could have kicked off the show. Although no, because it's a title match. After I keep forgetting that the um, the Bucks match or the Elite match was a uh, never six man tag title. So you really had the never six man tag title. You had the TV title, and then I'm sorry, the never the Ring of Honor tag, and then you had the heavyweight title. So you had you did have three title matches in a row. So I don't know. Would you have kicked off the show with that? Oh, and then Alex Shelley versus Daniels, which was you know. It was, it was a fine match, but... Yeah, I guess it was more about the storyline, right? Than, yeah, yeah so. which is fine, but then I, there's a, there were a couple matches on there that just seemed like just to have matches with very little build, like the Dalton Castle versus Goto match. Mm. Well, it was supposed to be Ishii Goto, right? But they had to switch it. Yeah. Right, it was supposed to be Ishii Goto, and then, you yeah. know, you threw Ishii in there. I could... Uh, and you're not going to... Wait, wait, can I curse? Yes. You're not going to fucking end the BJ Whitmer feud yet? You're going to drag this feud on again? How, Joe, how many pay-per-views is now I'm watching BJ Whitmer wrestle? Well, I think, yeah, that whole thing is kind of messed up. Uh, you know, not to go down a rabbit hole with the whole thing, but, like, it was supposed to probably be him and Carino last year, right? And then Whitmer got hurt for a while, and then when he was ready to go, Carino had this neck problem, and he, and he couldn't go. And now they switched it to uh, Whitmer and Page, and then, like, Whitmer still represents the decade, but there is no decade, right? Because all the guys left, uh, so there is no. It's just him, and then he fights Page, and Page is like a young guy, and he lo- and then he beats Page. So that was kind of a weird uh, decision, I think. And uh, so I don't know if the money is still like they're trying to get to him and Carino at some point, and maybe that's where Whitmer loses. But like, why would you risk, or you know, what I mean, like, why would you use Page as a stepping stone for Whitmer to get to Carino? Like that seems backwards to me. I agree. So I don't know that whole that whole thing. I think kind of fell off the rails with all the injuries that they had, which were unexpected. But I, I mean, I don't know. Just that that's the part that confuses me about that. I guess. Can I represent the Seattle SuperSonics since they no longer exist? Can I do yeah. that? Sean Kemp. <laughs> the gloves, nice. Gary Payton. Yeah. That left. That'll be that left shrimp. That left shrimp. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna grade the whole pay per view, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'll give it a C plus. Um, just above passing, barely. Uh, you know, I I can't completely hate on it, like I said, because in my mind there were two four-star matches, so it wouldn't be. It's not a complete failure, but it was very. It was not what I expected. Yeah. So I don't know, I guess this is as good as it could have been. Um, before we move on, I just wanted to ask you guys, because you're my resident Japanese experts. Have you heard the rumors of Abushi headed to WWE or NXT, more likely? I have not, but apparently, um, apparently he said something along the line. I know he said he left. He wanted to go to. Uh, he wants to go where Nakamura and somebody else who was in WWE were. I can't remember the other guy. Atami. I don't think it was Atami, but it might have been. I thought it was an American guy, to be honest. But probably Hokushi. Um, it might have been Ryback. I'm not sure, but basically he said that those were the best wrestlers in the world. And it was, I read a lot of rumors that he's, you know, he told New Japan he wants to be a freelancer for now, but that whole Cruiserweight series, apparently there were some rumors. I was curious how you guys thought he would translate, because I know nothing other than one YouTube clip I saw of Abushi. Was it when he wrestled a doll? And he put the doll over in like 15 minutes? <laughs> Alright, so you know what? I've seen two Abushi clips. <laughs> 
There was uh, the other one. There was the other one that Joe showed me. I forget who he was wrestling. It was he was in a. It was a four-way match. He was in with at Jakara, and I think that sequence was like him and, and Generico for a couple minutes doing. That's all. right. Yes. Him, yes. Generico, Matt Jackson, and somebody else I can't remember. We also saw Abushi versus AJ Styles, right? Jigsaw. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And Abushi versus Nakamura too. So, I'm a big fan of Abushi. Um, he kind of reminds me of Ricochet. Okay. Oh, I'm I forgot. Throwing a flag today. I watched um, I watched Prince Puma and Brian. Help me out. You watch this. Uh, Prince Puma and the uh, the guy. The Muertes. Was along... No. The guy um, he was along with. Johnny Mundo. Nope. Um, no, they're friends. Vampiro-looking guy in a mask. Oh, uh, the guy everybody loves. He's got the black Pentagon. Yeah, Pentagon Prince, Jr. Prince Puma and Pentagon Jr. versus some group in a tag team match. It was Tristar or something like that. No, it was some death shit. I don't know, but I'm throwing a flag because Prince Puma hit a jumping springboard, springboard. Uh, what am I? Shooting star press to the outside. He was already back on his feet before he even landed. Zero selling, zero nothing. And I watched <laughs> the whole match, and there was no selling whatsoever. So my question to you is, is every match like that because of the luchador style? Is it just spot, 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 spot? Or, or is there some good storytelling in Lucha Underground? Um, usually, from what I've seen, there's pretty good storytelling. But, yeah, there's a lot of high-flying spots that they get up quick, you know, especially in the Puma matches because he does crazy shit. And, yeah, uh, he always does. And uh, Mundo Morrison, he does, you know, very similar style. Not and Joe Jack Evans, those guys are very similar too. But I could, I could see why Cornette went on the rant about, you know, Luch Underground that he did. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, for an old school guy like Jim Cornette, even Jim Ross, you know, Jim Ross is the king, the king of complaining about selling, and for good reason because he's from the old guard where he could sell. Uh, you know. He, they, they, the Texas Tornado got over with a discus punch as his finisher, you know? But <laughs> did I, Ross, I'm sorry. Uh, did Ross complain about the selling in Lucha? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. He complains about selling all the time. I don't know if he's complaining about it in Lucha. But uh, for him to just turn around, hit a jumping springboard shooting star, press to the outside, and, like, just get up, I'm like, man. Like, where's the suspen- suspension, the suspicion of belief? Suspension of belief? Suspension right. Disbelief? It's some, some sentence in there I'm looking for. But I don't know. Was it the beginning of the match, end of the match, middle match? Uh, it was about. It was a ten minute clip, and it was about halfway through. So probably halfway through the match. Okay, all right. But I don't know. I do like Ricochet, but I think he could definitely benefit from <sighs> slowing down a little bit. Yeah, he's a, he's a hundred miles an hour the whole way. He's he's a a full indie guy, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, that was my flag for the day. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> Joe, do you have a flag of the day? Um, I have no flag yet, but do we want to talk a little bit about... I want to talk about what Joe's eating. What are you eating, buddy? It's a cookie. What kind of cookie? Like a chocolate chip? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Do you want to talk um, about raw? Is that what you're going to say? Well, specifically, no. um, the Shane McMahon situation. I think Brian and I, I think, talked about it the last time we did one of these things, but... Uh, Mike, you were in Florida at the time, so, and I think just like your interpretation or thought on 
Not necessarily just his return, but also like the storyline with Undertaker as far as do you like it, do you not like it, does it interest you, stuff like that. I like the return of Shane. Um, I like I like the I like the angle um, up until this Monday, really. Not up until this Monday because I still like the angle. I like the uh, Shane McMahon. Oh my God, he came back. I don't love that he's going to have a headlining match at WrestleMania, nor do I like the reason for Vince McMahon using The Undertaker. Um, his, the way, he kind of made it seem like The Undertaker was his bitch that he couldn't control, and uh, there was zero reason, I he could have, I don't care, he could have kidnapped his Fucking cat for all I care. Give me a reason why The Undertaker would give a shit about wrestling Shane McMahon. That's all. Yeah, I guess um, they should have played it up more, I thought, in terms of you know, Undertaker not necessarily even just doing it against his will, but like he kind of has to do it because Vince is the boss and he controls everything. Yeah, yeah. or even like, or even Vince like coaxing him into it week after week and building this up for a little while and you know, finally Undertaker just snaps and he's like, you wanted this, you got it, blah, blah, blah. And then he could have delivered that promo that he delivered on Monday. I would have been cool with that. I just don't like how there's zero um, lead up to it. I don't know, it just didn't seem seem very forced. Yeah. Yeah, I think like something like, um, I think maybe Brian, you might have even suggested something along these lines where, you know, like there's something in it for Undertaker, you know, like a, whether it's a... A rematch, a or, match or, or something, yeah. That's a good yeah, something, something where it's like, okay... You know, you do this for me, and I'll, you know, like Vince says, I'll do, you do this for me, and then I'll, you know, repay you by doing this or something like that. And at least that way there's some sort of a, you know, something on the line for him rather than him just kind of doing it because he has to. It kind of makes him seem a little bit weak. But um. Why not do something along the line where Taker wrestled, what, three or four events this year other than Mania? Right? He wrestled SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, and that was yeah. it actually, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, they buried the Y family in like five consecutive events. Oh, Survivor Series too. Yeah, good call. Um, why don't you do something like have Vince promise him a title shot at the pay-per-view of his choosing? Because then you get the Undertaker. Marks will be happy if he wins because they'd love to see him win the belt again. Shane's fine for the company. They both got a major thing going on. Should would make the match a lot better, I think. No, instead, let's just have Undertaker come out, fly all the way to Raw to come out and goozle Vince McMahon, call him a bitch, and then leave. Pretty uh, much. We have four weeks it. left. We have four weeks left, though, so hopefully they interpret a little more. Yeah, I've been at the doubt for now. In two, I know next week Shane's on the show, so they probably won't say too much about Taker, but in two weeks they're both on the show, so hopefully that does something. Did you guys read who was training Shane McMahon to get back into wrestling shape? I did. The, the innovator of violence? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, that's my dude. I had no idea him and Shane were such close friends. That's awesome. Good for him. Did you also see the clip, Shane, I think it was tonight, of him working the, the knees? It was pretty good. It was pretty vicious. No, I didn't see. What is his uh, Facebook, his YouTube? I mean, his uh, Instagram? I think it was on Shane's Instagram or his Twitter, one, one of the, probably both. But he okay. was, it was. It looks pretty good. It looked like he was training for a real MMA fight. Because you know what? It is. Because Hell in a Cell is a fight. It's a D fight. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys miss Roman Reigns on this week's show? Nope. I did. Next. I did. Next. 
well, you know what, Mike? One day you're going to want to join the Roman Empire, and the invite will not be there. So I'm we're all built... aboard. Listen, I'm I'm all in for Roman Reigns uh, as long as Dean Ambrose beats Triple H at Cock Block or whatever the name of this pay per view coming up is. By the way, did you guys happen to uh, <laughs> listen to the Taz show? I think it was today, earlier today, I guess, or yesterday. No, I think it was just yesterday with uh, you know that uh, PW Insider guy Mike something or another Alvarez. No. Johnson? Mike Johnson, I think Mike his name Johnson. is. Oh, yeah, okay. But apparently he said that the backup plan for the Mania main event is Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar for the title, which I don't buy for not even half a second, that Dean would go over Triple H at this roadblock event, and they would just go with that as the main event. Is that even possible? Like, What would it be the backup? Um, like, what's it the backup of? Like if like Reigns can't wrestle or something? Or? Yeah, he made it seem like if Reigns' uh, nasal, nasal surgery kept him out, which there's no way. There's zero way, right? I would think, yeah. I, mean, that's, I don't think I'd let a nasal surgery keep me out of a WrestleMania main event, but I... That just screamed that that scream clickbait to me, like, you yeah. know, for his website. Mm-hmm. I mean, a friendly hug kept Titus and Neil out of WrestleMania, so you never know. <laughs> but he's not, he's not Roman Reigns. That's true. <laughs> Roman could have literally dick-punched Vince McMahon, and he would have got a raise. <laughs> You're not wrong, Brian. You're not wrong. Um, I, I, I think I like it. I think it's better than... Um, I think it's better than the main event currently. I also just saw they're looking to bring back Sean and HBK, uh, HBK and um, Mankind. Mick Foley for WrestleMania. I don't... I don't, I don't buy. I don't want that. In what capacity did they say? Uh, it didn't say. Uh, they were trying to get somebody to wrestle one more time. I don't. Know, I, I didn't read the whole article, but they said you can expect um, Mick Foley and Shawn Michaels to be at WrestleMania in a pretty large, quote unquote, capacity. Okay. You know what would be better than, you know, building off of your stars from 20 years ago, building new stars that people want. Just me though. I don't. I mean, the the segment they had last year with Rousey and all that shit. I it was. I mean, I didn't like it personally. What was it two years ago when it was Austin Hogan and Rock? When was that? Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. I can I can get behind that, but don't you know? How often does you know Mick Foley come back? Like once every four months now. Shawn Michaels like once every six months. So bring back like Bob Backlund. How's that? I'll I'll, I'll mark for that. Bring back uh, Crusher Khrushchev. Brian, speaking of Bob Backlund, do you have any idea why the Scott Hall versus Bob Backlund match at WrestleMania 9 was so short? <laughs> Funny you should ask that, Mike. I was thinking I, about that before. I wanted to ask you. I was talking to my good friend Scott, actually, and uh, he he actually hit me up on the Twitter machine. And, I saw uh, that. He DM'd you first. Yeah, and then, you know, he's like, let's make this public. I want to break some news. He said, basically, Bob Backlund did not want to take the razor's edge. And Scott Hall said he respected him so much, he listened to his wishes and out-wrestled the wrestler. And he hated that match, but he listened to what Backlund wanted to do, and they made it a three-minute, basically, squash match. So breaking news from the All Night Wrestling Long podcast, folks. Nice. 22 Um, years in the making. Uh, I don't blame Backlund for not wanting to take it because he was like 50 when he came back. So. Yeah, but it's WrestleMania, right? 
It's WrestleMania 9. Nobody gave a shit back then. Was that the one that was in uh, Caesars? Or was it WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was in Vegas. Yeah. You know what the best thing about that WrestleMania was? Bobby Heenan and a camel. A camel. <laughs> yeah. A camel had his ratings, bro. He was over. Um, what else about Raw did we want to talk about, if anything? We don't have to. I'm totally okay with talking about, like, Super Saiyan um, 91. The only thing I would say is um, where do we think the Jericho and Styles team is headed? Because next week they have uh, – so they beat New Day, right, on Raw last week, and now they're facing them in a title match on Raw next week. So do we think it's just going to be where they stay together as a team, or are they going to do a split where Jericho turns on Styles or something of that sort, and uh, they end up fighting one-on-one again at WrestleMania? They just came out. Hundred percent. They just came out of the T-shirt for the as a team. Y two AJ. It says breaking walls and something something on the back. It was the worst shirt. Code code breaking and risk taking. I believe was. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. The worst shit I've ever had. I believe they will not be on sale in a week because AJ and Y two J will break up. Zero percent chance they stay together. Imagine they just make them a team like the Rockers and like forever and we never get an AJ Singles run, which wouldn't surprise me. Um, AJ is not a, a spring chicken, so this needs to be a very, very quick um, feud to get him over and then do get him on to bigger and better things. Because the last person I remember that Y2J feuded with was Fondango. Yep, pretty much. And didn't he just turn heel? Sorry to interrupt. Didn't he just turn heel on Dean Ambrose like a couple months ago? Well, they I think they alluded to that, um, or they were going to they planted a seed for it at least. Because I think the plan at that point, my my guess was that they were going to do uh, Jericho and Ambrose at WrestleMania. That was back when Rollins was still there, and Cena was still there, and Orton was still there, and they probably had eight different things that were they were going to do with the card. And I think Jericho probably wanted to work with Ambrose, and I think that was probably what they were going to do. And then they just kind of dropped it because so many things changed. Um, and, and at that point, they didn't even know they were going to have Styles in the mix, right? So True. Um, um, can I throw an idea at it, you guys? Yeah. So we're in agreement that they're going to break up, or at least we all think they should break up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody says Jericho is going to turn heel, right? Want to have Styles turn heel? Is that where you're going with this? Uh, Want to have Styles turn heel and also debut Gallows and Anderson and start a little faction, a nice little heel faction, and then Balor can come up eventually and then possibly feud with AJ if you want, or he can even join. And I think it's a good idea. The only issue I have is you have all these Balor Club shirts selling right now, and I don't think it would make sense to not have him debut the Bullet Club himself, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, they, they don't have to call themselves the Balor Club. They could be something totally different, you know? He's been so doing the Balor Club Balor shirt for... Well, he's had the Ballot Club shirt for six months or so, and he's been only by himself, you know? What's another six months? True. It's an option. How I, just, I, don't, I don't think Finn Balor's coming up anytime soon, is my guess. That's why I think. And I, everything I've read that Gallows and Anderson were going to the main roster, so why not put him with AJ? You know, see what a little heel run can do. And then you could turn AJ face pretty quickly after that, you know, six months down the road. He's going to be a drug-taking mute redneck in four months, mark my words. <laughs> I'd mark out for it. Sure. Remember that look? He was like, uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Who's the other guy with him? Cletus? Is that his name? Uh, 
Well, Festus was his name, yeah, right? Yeah, Festus was his name. Joe, this is a WrestleMania yeah. question. What's the what's the situation here? U- Eugene? Eugene? No, not Eugene. Wait, who are we talking uh, about? Who was Festus's brother? Jesse. Jesse. Who was he? Do you know? He was, uh, I think he was Terry Gordy's son, wasn't he? Really? That is correct. That's seriously impressive, you guys. Is he still wrestling? I don't think so, but... I have to go to the Wikipedia machine to double check, but um... that's how good Raw was. We're talking about Terry Gordy's son. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was him. Joe, how much did you enjoy like Stephanie's fifteen-minute promo this week? Not a whole lot. Um, I saw that a couple of the recaps I read that people really liked it, but I um, don't particularly care for her promo or promo styles uh, at this point. So. Um, nor do I care for... This is when I start to dislike Triple H, E2, because while I can deal with him as uh, the authority figure and all that stuff, but I um, I can't really deal with him and how he gets booked when he's the champ. But like He just kind of made... He had a promo with Ambrose, right, at the beginning of the show, and he yep. kind of made Ambrose like look like a joke. And um, then at the end of the show, he beat the crap out of him, right? He pedigreed him, and then he ended up beating the hell out of him, putting him you know, on the, on the uh, announce table at the end also, and the week before, he did the same thing to Roman Reigns, so this is why I don't like... Uh, yeah, I'm, listen, I agree with you. I think he's uh, slowly but surely turning into like a 2000 Hogan. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but, that's... Go ahead. No, the other thing, it's, it's just like, if you, if you think about it, right, like, remember when um, Rollins was the champion, right? So he was champion from WrestleMania until what was it, like October or something, or October November when he uh, got hurt. Right. And like, remember how like poorly he was booked in terms of like being weak? Like he constantly was doing jobs on Raw and um, in tag matches and stuff like that. And like he, the only way he ever got the upper hand at the end of a show was when he had like Kane and Big Show and other people being authority. Yeah, yeah, J and J security and all that stuff like helping him. But yet, when Triple H is the champion, he looks dominant for two weeks on top. You know, He's, the, he books himself as a face. Yeah, yeah. So like, the, why couldn't they have done like, why couldn't they book Rollins that strongly on his own when he was champion to get him positioned as as a big threat? But instead, they do the opposite and they make him out to be a vulnerable champion because their argument is people will more people will watch if the champion seems vulnerable because they're more apt to see a title switch. But then when Triple H is the champion, it switches to. You know, ass kicking, but you know, badass guy, and you know, um, all that stuff. It just seems like it's a very hypocritical way of of uh, booking their uh, their at their wrestlers. But that's that's just how that's the stuff that irritates me about it even more. Well, I mean, they book Sheamus the same way. He kind of looks a little bitch too. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. The only guy they don't book that way really is is Brock, right? Because you know, which is awesome. Thing. But I mean, even down to their IC champion, they book Kevin Owens like a joke for a while too. Yeah. He was walking yeah. away from matches, and you know you. If you're gonna have one guy who's a badass heel as a champion, it should be Kevin Owens. It should be Triple H, who, you know, at I mean, he looks the part more than Kevin Owens does, but he's almost fifty. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, we could go on and on, right? Like Del Rio is the same type of thing, and Wyatt is the same type of thing, and Rusev was the same type of thing. That it all just kind of like. Oh, I'm throwing another flag, by the way, Joe. Hold on. Okay. I need an actual flag. Uh, flag on Rusev for 
his comments towards Jay Lethal. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. Why don't you recap it, Mike, for us? So, so what was it? There was no, other... no. Well, why don't we let uh, Siskel and Ebert over here and BK tell me how much he loves it? Go ahead. <laughs> well, somebody, uh, somebody asked Rooster. Rooster was going on one of his classic Twitter, uh, you know, reply binge, if you will, and somebody said, "What do you think about Jay Lethal?" And I believe Russo said, "What's Jay Lethal?" <laughs> no, somebody asked Rusev, "Why is Jay Lethal better than you?" Oh, right. So, what do you expect Rusev to say? I don't know. I would just he, he, speaking of a joke, though. I mean, not, not to knock Rusev, but when he came in, he was very much that dominant heel who took him two years to lose, and now he's like a funny guy. He's kind of like a Big Show now. He's like a. Yeah. a Funny guy, part of a uh, of a super group, and nobody can win anything individually. And I, I haven't even seen, you know, say what you want about Sheamus, but I haven't even rec- I haven't even seen him on TV weeks. I'm sure he's been there, but he's been that forgettable. That's not Rusev's fault. No, it's not. But I'm just saying they're throwing. I mean, Rusev when was, when was his last big singles win? He was destroying everybody every single week with the accolade and awesome super kicks and looking like a badass. And now he's well, just another uh, punk mid Carter. Unfortunately, John Cena ruined another guy. That's basically what it comes down to. Oh, John Cena put Rusev over. Rusev and Lana ruined Rusev. That was the biggest problem they had. Joe, can you back me up on this one? Did John Cena put Rusev over? Um, what did he do? I think Rusev beat him once, right? He passed out in the accolade. That was. And what... then Cena proceeded to beat him at the next three shows. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then they split Rusev and Lana at that point, and that's when it all really started to spiral out of control, right, for him? Yeah, yeah, he put him over, sure. He definitely put him over. Well, he's too busy smooching his stupid girlfriend on Facebook and announcing their engagement. You're completely breaking kayfabe. You have a, you have a storyline where they're broken up, and she's fucking Ziggler, and he's banging Ziggler, whatever, and he's with Summer Rae, and then you, and I, you just completely ruin the line. No, no wonder. He's still... That's probably why they they book him the way they are now. He's still paying for that move. Yeah, but he didn't do anything. That was all luck. Yeah, probably. I think he got he got buried a little bit from that, and he's not recovered from it because they don't they don't really want to even they don't even care about reco- making him recover from that. I think so. No, because I mean he you're right. I mean after the after the loss to Cena, it wasn't easy on him. But to but to do some some stuff like that, it just wasn't wasn't worth the business, Joe. He also got hurt. That didn't help. Yeah, so it's just been a rough, a rough stretch for uh, Rusev the character. Not so much Rusev the real person because he gets to marry Lana at some point. So. It's a good point. So, yeah. so basically, he wins. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about this week? No. In terms of. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh God. Uh, I did like the uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch match. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that from Raw for the number one contender. Yeah. Yep. The execution was terrible, but the match was really good. The the ending execution, as Mike pointed out, as we watched it the other night. Not that you guys would know that, but I'll give you a little insight to our life. Mike was the first to point out the execution to it the was... double pin was was just poor. And as well, we're giving credit. As Joe pointed out, we just saw that what two weeks ago on NXT, Joe. Yeah, they they're doing that whole thing with Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, right? Where they're trying to find a number one contender for Finn Balor at the Dallas Takeover show, and uh, 
they did like a double pin right on Baron Corbin, double submission right on double Baron sweep, Corbin, yeah. and then they did a one-on-one match where they both had their shoulders pinned, and that led to a two and three falls match, which I think is next week on um, NXT. Yep. There, I believe it's the whole show, right? I think it wor- works out to be almost yeah, like at the full hour of the show. It's just that 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 one match, I think. So. Oh, so the main event gets an hour, huh? Ring of Honor, Terry <laughs> huh? Silken, main event gets an hour, huh? Tight. And that's this mm, whatever. Do you uh, think that Do you think that ROH thought Ryback was in the main event for some reason, and put it into a fifteen minute match? No, I think they thought Tugboat was in the main event, gave a four and a half minute match. <laughs> um, what else has going on? Uh, that's all I can think of. I mean, SmackDown's tomorrow night. I didn't read the spoilers. I'm sure you guys probably did already. So I don't know what happens on SmackDown, but I'm interested to see what they're. Isn't a Taker on it this week or somebody important? I don't think nobody. Less than the ordinary. No, I don't think so. Maybe on SmackDown? Yeah. Uh, somebody, right? I'm not crazy. I think last, last week, week Triple H was on. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. This week, I think it's. Uh, I think the main event ends up being Ambrose and Owens. Let's yes, it does. Match. Who's the IC champion? Is it Owens still? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's what we didn't talk about on Raw. Owens in the Big Show. Yep, there's a reason for that problem. <laughs> Speaking of dick punches. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you think Owens wakes up and he goes to work and like, hey, listen, Kevin, we have a we have a big opportunity for you. And he's like, yeah, what is it? He's like, we're gonna put you in a feud with the Big Show. And he's like, tight. And then they're like, hey, and the feud's gonna be centered around countouts. It's like, how do you how do you wake up and come to work the next day? <laughs> There's no way that this is actual feud though, right? This is just filler to get to like two weeks for Mania to start the IC title think- ladder match feud. <laughs> Oh, and then you have uh, Dolph Ziggler losing to The Miz in like a minute. So things are really making sense over on the USA Network on Mondays. <laughs> All right, well. I want Brock we talk- back. I want Brock back. What? I want Cesaro back. I want more swagger. I want Tyson Kidd. These are the things I want, Brian. Tyson, happen. Tyson Kidd might never wrestle again. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> um, can we talk? Can we talk TNA? No, no I'm just kidding. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to talk TNA. I'm just I'll just say you can talk TNA. And I'll listen. I don't know anything. <laughs> Except for Michael Bennett for killing it, and, and kudos to Michael Bennett and Maria. They're super over. All I know about TNA is I personally asked EC3 to be on the show, and he has no sold so far. So that's the extent of my TNA knowledge. Well, now that you're putting it out there, they got no sold by EC3. Guess you have to turn heel. You suck, EC3. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And EC3 is a face. Faces don't usually know self, but what can you do? He's a face now? Yeah, he turned... Joe backed me up on this, right? Did he turn a month ago, two months ago? Yeah, they switched him and uh, Matt Hardy. They double-turned him. Oh, nice. Because you know what You know what a wrestling company in 2016 needs? Matt Hardy as their champion. Big money Matt Hardy, bro. Let's not forget baby Hardy, bro. Big money Matt Hardy as a champion and the big show in the main event picture on Raw. Things are really coming up aces for the old wrestling fan. The more things change, the more they stay the same. 
Well, I am looking forward to us going to uh, War of the Worlds, Ring of Honor. Pretty pumped about that. When is that again? Uh, May 14th. I know the date very fucking well now. <laughs> oh, so we got some time. Yeah, we got some time. Is the pay-per-view before or after that? Pay-per-view is two nights before. Yeah. So pay-per-view is on a Wednesday? Well, two shows before. I'm not sure how that comes in. Gotcha. Okay. So. So we should be getting some new fresh feuds probably and stuff, I would think. Yeah, by that point, I'm assuming it'll be Dalton Castle and Bobby Fish and BJ Whitmer and Kyle O'Reilly at this rate. So. And probably Jade Lethal will probably drop the title to Truth Martini. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of double turns, I will talk about that next week. I don't want to spoil it. But uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Did we touch on everything? No, I think that's pretty... Uh... Pretty comprehensive for this week, fellas, considering... Last, last chance to talk TNA. Last chance. It is getting late. We got a little pop in there. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's 90 seconds in there on TNA. We got, they, they, got, they got on the show. So. You know what? My I, dog, he took he took a poop today, so that's about as good as TNA, right? <laughs> I always thought dogs laid eggs. <laughs> I will talk about, uh, I will talk about uh, NYWC and Bull Dempsey. Hanging out at a uh, gym in Riverhead before I'll talk about TNA. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, buddy. So then um, I guess that's it. Hopefully this thing makes it to the internet. I, I don't know. We'll see how this wraps up here when I stop the broadcast. But can't make any promises. All right. We're doing the best we can. Sound uh, Sounds like I will uh, see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. and before, wow. be- before we get anything else uh, – Conor McGregor is getting choked out by Nate Diaz this Saturday. No effing way. Would you like to put a... I refuse to curse in the in the talking of the god, Mystic Mac. Oh my god. You're such a McGregor, Mark. I'll give you 10 to 1 odds. 10 bucks. I was going to say, well, you're so confident, Nate. Can't we put a friendly little radio wager or something? Yeah, give me give me 10... Alright, give me 10 to 1 odds. On a... Well, I was going to say, if, if McGregor wins by knockout, you have to praise Rusev for two minutes. And... I'll do one better. I'll praise Russo for two minutes. Okay. And if uh, Nate and Diaz wins... No, no, hold on. When Nate Diaz shocks the world, I want okay. I want 400 to 600 words double-spaced on why Ryback is the worst professional wrestler in the last five years. I could make it up, but, I mean, if it's not true, it's not true. But, you know. <laughs> Joe, you bear witness to this. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm exhausted. Until next time, always a pleasure. Later on, Mike. Later on, Joe. Enforcer, tapping out.